So, um, Time Cop. Yeah, oh, I've, seen that I've seen it when I was a kid, and I really want to go back and see it again with the other adults, especially after having this and, and living the past few years. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you seen it, Julie? I have not seen Time Cop. Um, it was the last one that our favorite fatty, bad movie podcast did. So we're, we're kind of like... Maybe we should watch that. It stars yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme. It is JCBD. always fun. Yeah. yeah. It's his highest grossing movie. Yeah. yeah which is a depressing fact. I mean, yeah. it, it makes sense. It's it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. And... Anyways, we, we ready to roll? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm hey, good. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of I Want You to Watch This. This is going to be, what, part three? Part three of our comedy block? Uh, part three or part four, depending on when you release this. <laughs> oh, yeah. What order? I guess that's up to me. <laughs> yeah, Stay tuned. We're, we're recording two out. today. <laughs> Peek behind the curtain. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's a it's a special guest episode. Slowly transitioning into our fourth member. <laughs> uh, we have Julie. I'm going to introduce her first. Julie is back. Hello, everyone. And uh, and then we also, I'm also always with my two co-hosts, Colin and Craig. How are you both? I'm good, Dennis. Good, good. All right. It's good to have you both. I feel like it's been a while since we've recorded, even though it's just been a week. Anyways, um, <laughs> well, I mean, every week in this, you know, in our lives right now, it just feels yeah, like in forever. this timeline. Yeah, and yeah, in the darkest timeline, it's just dark feels timeline. like forever. It's, <laughs> it's fucking god awful, man. Like gravity is especially heavy. I've noticed, in, like getting out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Julie picked an excellent comedy for our comedy block. Um. Uh, talk about breaking out of reality. Um, she picked Kung Fu Hustle, which is, uh, what, isn't it like China's highest grossing film of all time? It was, and mm-hmm. I think now it might be another Stephen Chow movie called The Mermaid, but it was really hard for me to look up stats on this on China box office yeah. numbers. Really it, weird. I, right. I'd imagine yeah. that would be difficult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, of, of, of course, I, I think it like comes out of, uh, he comes out of Hong Kong, even, and I think most of this movie comes out of that city-state, but... Anyways, I'm going to pass it off to Julie, since this is her pick, uh, to kind of introduce more of Kung Fu Hustle to us. Okay, so Kung Fu Hustle is a 2004 movie written, directed by, and starring Stephen Chow, who I freaking love. Um, I, I fell in love with him, too, in this he's movie. He's so good. Um, I've only actually seen three of his movies, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle takes place in China in the 40s, roughly, I think early 40s. Um, I think it's an unnamed town, but... Oh, it's well, pigsty. Well, that's the well, name that, of, like the, the but the city, like yeah. the city is like kind of ruled by all these warring gangs. Uh, the most fearsome and like largest one is the Axe Gang. Uh, so that's like one setting, and then the other setting in stark contrast is Pigsty Alley, which is a slum that the gangs ignore because there's nothing there. It's just a bunch of poor people. They ration water. There's like communal showers and all that. Uh, so, I mean, it's not like the most ideal of situations, but things are the way they are until Singh, who is Stephen Chow's character, and his friend, I think his name is Bone, but it's not really yeah, terrible. he's credited as Bone. Yeah, but I don't know if they ever say it. But he's also credited as Singh's sidekick. Yeah, so Singh <laughs> and Singh's sidekick, uh, they pose as Axe Game members in Pigsty Alley and try to like hustle some money, try to intimidate the people in Pigsty Alley and inadvertently end up summoning the real axe gang which is bad um, because they <laughs> like, like the worst gang ever they like kill people with axes against the name <laughs> and, yeah. and machine guns yeah, yeah. and there's like thousands of them I don't know if they ever actually use the guns they get destroyed pretty quickly but oh, yeah. 
So well, he does shoot that one girl in the back with the shotgun. Uh, that's at the yeah. beginning. Yeah. That's yeah, not that's in the alley, though. Yeah. So uh, the real axe gang comes to the alley, and there's a really intense scene where they're about to like set some people on fire, and this threat leads to the reveal of three um like kung fu masters basically in the in this in the pigsty in the slum that are just posing as a coolie a tailor and like a noodle guy who's confusingly named donut even though he makes noodles <laughs> <laughs> so so the three those three reveal themselves to be like kung fu legends basically and because they defend the alley the axe gang kind of starts to it basically starts like all this conflict. The acting tries to kill them with these two musicians that are like they kill people with this zither, like some some yeah, they're like mercenary yeah, musicians, like a old ancient Chinese music uh, musical instrument. Um, so then that slum responds with the landlord and the landlady who also have crazy kung fu powers. Uh, finally, oh. Uh, you hear like why Singh was trying to join the acting or why he was posing as the acting, why he wants to be in that gang so badly. It's because he used to want to be a good guy and then he realized that good guys never win. So they eventually let him in because he's really good at picking locks. So they hire him to release the beast who's like the number one killer, the craziest of all crazy Kung Fu leaders. Uh, and he releases the beast the this beast. is after the landlord and the landlady defeat the uh, two musicians. Oh, that's right. Who yes, hired to... they defeat the musicians, and then so they're revealed as like other kung fu. Yes. Yeah. So beast comes out, fights in the casino with landlady, landlord, uh, Sing, Stephen Chow's character ends up helping them. They almost get beaten by the beast, uh, and then he gets his ass kicked, and eventually recovers really quickly it's kind of hinted at throughout the whole movie that he has these like super healing powers um he recovers really quickly and turns out to also possess kung fu powers and my summary is not doing the movie justice but I'm like well, well the, the well, movie's pretty it, ridiculous yeah. <laughs> it really is it's doing it way more justice yeah. Than, yeah. than you would think like, like you're making sense <laughs> <laughs> also there's a mute girl that yep. he met when he was young and um at the end they come together in his lollipop store it's really wonderful yeah it, it, it really so, is like so beautiful of yeah. an ending to this it's movie. a great ending like yeah and um but like like throughout, I mean, it's it's this constant, it's this tongue-in-cheek like homage slash making fun of kung fu movies from yesteryear, like mm -hmm. from the seventies and sixties. It, it's part that, but I also just would describe this as like the Looney Tunes kung fu movie. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it's so over the top and cartoonish, but it's also is really badass. Like it's yeah, got it is. great huh? kung fu scenes, like action fight scenes in it. Mm. I I love uh the like three um kung fu masters you know like i love i love the three of them that they're like these archetypes of like kung fu masters like one's like really good at kicking you know yeah. the other one's like really good at staff work and the other one's like really good at punching and stuff and but he's got like these rings that all the clothes right. hang on from his tailor shop yeah. Those, like, yeah go up and down his arms to defend him from the axes yeah <laughs> he gets more power from his punches from those rings like going up and down it's yeah. so badass oh it's so cool and like a. Uh, um, but I love how like uh they're all like staunch like badasses and everything, and then that one Taylor guy that's like all punching like they retain the fact that he's like this like they just call him a fairy you know right. yeah. and he's yeah. just like he's like he's like effeminate you know and he's yeah. just like runs away all like <laughs> like waving his arms so weepy and everything when yeah. the landlady is yelling at him. Well, it's funny because like yeah in that scene she 
she's like, um, you know, like, oh yeah, I don't care if you can do kung fu, you're still a fairy. And yeah. he's like, and he like runs, and he like does this like you know like sway he's around, like, and then he like prancing, yeah, yeah. and then he like falls onto like a like a, a stair, pillar, and he's yeah. just like, it's not a crime to do kung fu. And it's like, <laughs> well, she wasn't having an issue with the kung fu <laughs> but it's like not like his like it's not like a rip on like his sexuality yeah. it's just like who he is he's just like this like effeminate dude who's like really badass at kung fu <laughs> i really wish that i was more familiar with all of the kung fu stars because they're all i guess like really like well-established kung fu stars that came out of retirement basically to do this movie mm-hmm. so it would have been really cool to like see everybody and recognize them but it's still cool regardless yeah um, yeah, I was I was looking them up, and they're all like renowned, you know, from the from the era of kung fu movies, you know, when like um, oh god, I guess when like Jackie Chan was getting started, you know, those were all in full well, swing. Like the seventies and the eighties, because mm-hmm. Bruce Lee in the seventies, and then that leading right into the eighties and Jackie Chan. But like even like I mean, remember going to Kung Fu Tuesdays at the Oriental? Yes. Yeah, and then like, watching all those old movies, like they're not even you know Bruce Lee, well, Jackie Chan. So level. so few of the movies we watched it that actually were kung fu movies. We watched a lot of samurai movies. We watched a lot of Japanese <laughs> movies. Yes, and we watched. One of the worst movies I've ever seen, which is this thing that was called Violent Cop. Yeah, that was Violent terrible. Cop. <laughs> what was that about? But I, well, <laughs> I'll give you three guesses. <laughs> You'll only need one. <laughs> um, but there's there's one in particular that I'm thinking of. It's like it's like the Brass Monkey or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I, like it does remind me of this. Yeah, that's like classic Chinese kung fu movie of like small you know peasant town and a kung fu master comes in. And like saves a day from like either like the empire or like a gang, in the end, you know. And <laughs> it's there's no story involved. It's just that you know, just some like Ronin esque character coming in and like saving the day and everything. And I feel like Kung Fu Hustle is just like remember those movies? Mm-hmm. They're a lot of fun. Like yeah. check it out. Like we have a lot of CGI that we're gonna use very liberally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. I love how this movie like does like swing from these like really crazy ridiculous moments like when they're running down the street like Looney Tunes mm-hmm. style and it's like their feet are like doing like the yeah. the, the roadrunner like, thing like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah that chase scene is amazing dust and everything yeah and then it's like you know like these like also like these really like good like emotional moments the like with yes. the music like just makes this whole thing like all these emotional moments like hit really well because of the music and then it's at the same time like these like crazy action sequences too that are really legitimately like really well done and it yeah it definitely covers like the spread in terms of like the emotional range of the movie it's like funny it's like touching and and, like it's it's funny it's it's kick-ass it's touching like in the same movie where you have like people like kicking off the walls and fighting in midair and then the same thing you talked about like the spinning legs and like feel being flattened by pancakes uh-huh. in the same movie <laughs> like you cry at the end when yeah. you're yeah. together with the, the deaf the mute girl oh, oh yeah. yeah like every time like they were like together because it's like oh how it's like they conveniently meet her after he tells his, his, like, his friend that yeah. story like how convenient <laughs> and then it's like she like you know can't like say anything because she's mute and he like steals the ice cream and he's just like laughing with like ice yeah. cream just like yeah. melting yeah. down yeah. his yeah. face yeah. and he's like ah, there's some free ice cream before yeah. Yeah. and that's the thing about Sing throughout this whole movie is like Sing is such a buffoon for like 90% of the movie until he goes through his like transformation and then he becomes totally enlightened and totally badass <laughs> The one, stuff. which <laughs> is a literal metamorphosis. Yeah, it, yeah. it actually hatches <laughs> out of a cocoon right. and is a completely different, like yeah. fully enlightened, total, like at one, the one guy. Right. <laughs> like, I just love his origin story where it's like he 
learned kung fu from a manual they got from the homeless man. The homeless guy <laughs> who's just like ripping him off. So yeah. he's like, oh, your aura is perfect for this style. <laughs> this is a $10 like, manual. Because uh-huh. it's destiny, I'll sell to you for only $10. Yeah, it's priceless, but and, it's and destiny. This, yeah, yeah. This is paid off so well at the very end of the movie with oh, like so this good. kid who's just got like boogers coming yes. out of his nose and is eating a giant like, lollipop. Yeah. And the same homeless man is like, oh, your aura, lady, you have the perfect bone structure. I'll sell you this. Oh, if you don't like this one, I've got others and he holds yeah. like five yeah, more like manuals. I was like, oh, is that, I wanted, where's the sequel? I want the yes. sequel oh, now. Yeah. I think there, there was supposed to be one and, and then it just got oh, like, really? yeah, put like on the back door forever. But I fucking love the ending. Like it's the ending so is great. perfect. Like, the ending is really well, good. Well, it's funny too because it's like the landlordy, landlady and the landlord are like, oh, we should have guessed that the beast like beating him to a pulp would unlock his chi yeah. and that oh, he would be the one like we should have guessed of course we should have yeah. known this. I know. how would you know that ever that's what I'm saying it's like such a great cause like they would pull that shit in those old kung fu movies where you'd just be like oh exposition dump out of nowhere and it's like oh that was like, a lot of oh, information oh we need to tie up this loose yeah. end yeah. let's just do it yeah I love it because they're like if our son survived he'd be about his age yeah <laughs> maybe just maybe and it's, oh it's great but I want to go back to like uh, how this movie is able to like draw on the heartstring so well yeah. um, because I, I have a note here where it's, it's weird comedy with serious dark elements and I wrote that during the scene when the axe game comes back and they're like trying to get like I forget what they're doing I think they're like trying to get like the the Kung Fu warriors out of hiding or yeah, whatever. They're getting ready to like burn that. Family yeah, alive. and they yeah. dump kerosene on like yeah. the mother. Oh my and the god! Daughter. Yeah, and no, like it's, 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 the it's, it's the two kids. The two kids and they're holding kids. the mom back. Yeah, like, they're gonna like light these kids on fire in front of their mom, and you're like, well, "This has got yeah. fucking and dark." Like, like the soundtrack goes all like like the sound goes mute, and it's just just like this lighthearted soundtrack going on, and it's all juxtaposed against like people screaming and like yeah. they're like literally throwing a match on this like screaming but kids but then the, the guy who's like the match is being thrown like it, a flash it's a, it's just a zippo by. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well not a match yeah, yeah a, a lighter but <laughs> but like just a flash goes by and suddenly this guy's gone and you're like whoa what happened <laughs> gets into the cartoonish but it's also that dark and that violent yep at the beginning of the movie mm. when yeah. they take out the other gang and like he says oh bit the woman who just saw her boyfriend get murdered is like oh big brother like don't kill me he's like whatever i don't kill women walk away and then he shoots her in the back with a shotgun and yeah, yeah. And, dances. and then starts and dancing dance. yeah <laughs> and then it goes into the greatest dance scene like oh, it's so good it's awesome <laughs> Um, another moment that like actually like got me like kind of crying was like towards the beginning when um, the landlady is just like she just got done like ripping apart like this kid whose butt is always showing throughout the movie. <laughs> it was like my favorite character of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like throughout the whole movie, his ass is just showing yeah. out of his pants, just hanging out of his pants, <laughs> it's just hanging out of his pants, and uh, um like he's all pissed because the water shut off and she's all pissed at him for like wasting water and like she's and, like and everyone's like three months behind in their rent yeah in this yeah. entire complex it's like kind of like revealed that she's like a total bitch and like like all the tenants like kind of hate her you know because she's like you gotta pay rent like i don't care about just squabbling and all this shit you know and then like the axe king comes in and like blackmails that kid with the butt that's hanging out <laughs> and like immediately everyone comes to his defense and i'm yeah. just like i love this it's like <laughs> community coming well, together that's, to support that's each other it's not the axe game yeah it's, 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 it's singing and, it, oh, right. sing and vote in there it's 
that transitions into a great comedic scene where Singh is just trying to pick somebody who is like guy after guy turns out to be like secret badass. Like there's someone who's really short and he's like, you short guy, come up here. And he stands up this giant, like seven foot tall man who is sitting down. And then like you four eyes, like guy with glasses comes out and he's like the most cut built huge guy you've ever seen. No, 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 not you. The kid right there. The kid comes out and he's all ripped. Yeah, he's even buffer. Well, yeah, like the first one he picks out where it's just like, like an old lady and he's, and she just like punches him and it's just like blood just like comes out of his mouth and he's like oh what do you do she's like I'm a farmer farmers can't fight I like uh, Jane like the quote unquote ugly girl oh Oh, yeah yeah. like the incredibly beautiful girl who they're just going that's like, so it's with like the lipstick. Oh, across yeah. cheek when the commotion happens. So great. Well, there's a lot of um. God, what's that type of acting? It's um. I'm gonna set a little racist here because I am ignorant. Um, <laughs> where it's I think it's in Chinese culture where it's just like it's like silent stage acting and it's all facial expressions. Oh, I think you're referring you to Kabuki. Kabuki. So it's yeah, Japanese, yeah. and I am an ignorant ass. <laughs> um, I've noticed that there's a lot of that. Like it kind of involved as like I, I noticed that with that with that actress you know where she's it's just all these facial expressions and they're all really extreme and just yeah. like you're gonna totally see this in this audio podcast but it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, well she also has like such huge teeth and such an expressive mouth yes. that all right. that stuff reads really well yeah I, I like how they're calling her like the ugly girl and yes. she's like really pretty they're also always calling the landlady fat and yeah, the landlady she's not is not fat at all <laughs> And she's actually a, uh, that actress is actually a kung fu badass from back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Isn't she? Yeah, they all are. They all much. are. Yeah. And um, I get to steal. Uh, <laughs> you, you get to best me here. I get to best Cullen because uh, I, I picked out a uh, a James Bond connection and uh, Cullen did Bono. not pick up on it. Bono. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from the movie uh, Man with the Golden Gun, uh, the landlady. Uh, what, what's the actress's name? Something Chinese. Something Chinese. <laughs> um, We're she, all horrible people. She, <laughs> well, uh, I can look it up. I'm it's, not sure I can I'm going to butcher it. It's, it's Q Huen? Q Huen? Mm. Something like that. Um, <laughs> well, she played a student that rescues Bond in Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, it's, it's a really funny scene, actually, because Bond is in, like, he's been lured into this, like, kung fu school, and he's trying to fight all these guys and just getting his ass kicked, and these two, like, schoolgirls who he's supposed to be protecting are, like, there to save him and he's like girls get behind me and they jump in front of him and just start kicking the asses of all the people <laughs> that were beating up bond <laughs> well that is an excellent scene yeah it's very funny well up yours for me picking it first yeah i have to turn in my bond card yeah, yeah. yeah give me your bond card um oh man oh uh i, I just want to bring up the throwing knife scene because that is probably my favorite God, comedic scene so funny and so so, so sing is like he's like He's like wants to prove himself to the axe gang, so he's like wants to kill someone. Well, the like, axe gang is basically said, "Yeah, go out and kill someone, and we'll consider yeah. taking you on." And so he's all pissed off at the landlady for like totally making an ass of him, like when he was like trying to blackmail the butt dude. <laughs> yeah, she just beats him up with her shoe. Yeah, just beats him up with her shoe, and so he like wants to kill her, and so like he like brings these like three shitty dives back to pigsty and. Um, like tries to throw it at her, like immediately bounces off the wall, like hits him with his shoulder, and he's like incapacitated. And then like his like his friend like tries to throw a knife and like immediately throws it at him as well into his arm, into his yeah. arm. <laughs> and then, but then he's like trying to throw it, so he just pulls it out and throws it. And the handle goes and yeah. just hits the landlady in the head. She's like, "Where did that handle come from? Yeah. Who's throwing handles? Yeah, who's throwing handles? <laughs> the knife is still stuck in his arm, so the 
Rand like pulls the knife out and he's like, "Ah, oh, don't do that!" And he just sticks the knife right back. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like he doesn't ever say anything. He's just like, "I forgot. Like I have to be somewhere." And like slowly tries crawling away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and, that, oh, yeah. and that's what like starts like yeah that ludic- ludicrous Looney Tunes yeah. chase scene. Well, yeah, but yeah. before that is also the, the friend snakes. lifts up a crate as if he's gonna throw it. It's like, "Oh, get you!" And it's full of snakes. Yeah. yeah. So now the snakes are all over Sing. And <laughs> he's like, "I'll try whistling." He's yeah. trying to calm them <laughs> by whistling. So he whistles and two cobras bite him in the lips at the same. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then this kicks off the aforementioned chase scene yeah. and uh like what my favorite moment of the chase scene like like i mean their their legs are like seriously going like they're like what like windmills like a looney tunes like a looney tunes yeah. like roadrunner chase scene and uh he like looks at the knife for like a re- like a rearview mirror yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <"Come> <laughs> so good but then he's in like his hideout, him and his friend's hideout, is, like, inside of, like, a traffic light. Yeah. Like, this people thing surrounding a traffic light, and his lips have swollen up to, like, giant cartoonish proportions that are dragging on the ground, and he's, like, hammering handprints into the metal of this thing. As, so this is our first hint of, like, oh, he may become powerful later on. Mm-hmm. Right. The Buddha palm. The Buddha palm. <laughs> I like, speaking of hints, I like all of the little hints, um... Like there's like a butterfly in the opening credits. Yeah. There's like the frogs when he goes yep. to break out the beast. Um, what else is there? Um, oh, how the the landlord is like drunk all the time. And then yes. he's like a drunken boxing master. He's all yeah, like Lucy <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And before we see like the speed of the landlady, like someone yells something and she comes downstairs yes. and you just hear like a like a cartoon sound effect of her like going down the stairs faster than humanly possible. Yeah. And then she's like yelling all the time and smoking. Yes, her yelling. And that becomes like she has banshee powers. Yeah, the lion's roar. I love it. I thought it was only yeah, a legend. Yeah, I love how they all say that. They're like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, it exists. You, you must be the legendary, what was like, the legendary lovers or something like yeah. that. Oh, and the star-crossed lovers. The star-crossed yeah. lovers, and it's Helen of Troy and, and Paris. 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 Yeah. 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 That's also, awesome. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, this movie like has like a bunch of like really cool stuff like that. Like when the, when uh, Singh is like talking to the lollipop girl <laughs> and uh, he's like robbing her and he's like takes her and he like grabs his knife and he like swings her around and he's like about to stab her and it's like a poster of like Fred Astaire and yes. like yeah, they're uh, in the same pose yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh I missed that you did yeah uh, it's, oh, it's... you gotta watch it again I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've done nothing but watch movies all morning so. <laughs> um I we forgot to talk about another really great comedic moment is after. Uh, the landlady defeats the two musicians with a lion's roar, and then they end up in the car with the axe gang oh, leader. Oh, I love it's this. It's like a, it's a totally silent exchange. Like, the landlord is in the passenger seat, and they're like, why aren't you leaving? Like, to their driver, and, like, the axe gang leader is, like, sitting next to his advisor, and the landlady's between them, and she just, like, cracks or her she knuckles. Does the, she does an exact thing from a Bruce Lee movie. Yeah, she does. She does, like, Bruce Lee in, I'm want to say it's um enter the dragon where he does this like cracks his mm-hmm. knuckles and like points to himself and then like cracks his knuckles again and like looks the other guy and, like just does this totally silent threat about i will kick your ass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like shaking yes, and, then, yes. and he's like shaking he's like trying to like light his cigar and then like his like henchman like yeah. lights his hair on fire yeah. and then he's like trying to put it out and he like grabs he a, flask. a flask yeah and like pours out his head <laughs> <laughs> it's just like and then they drive away and just like smoke is just billowing, billowing. out of the car yes, so good <laughs> uh, that, ex- that excellent like like 40s soundtrack is playing throughout, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like the horns. That, that's one of the things I love the 40s aesthetic that runs oh. through this whole. Oh, yeah. it's yeah. excellent. It makes the, it look the neon so lights. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. I love how everything is like um, really like um, deliberately named. Like the people that all the poor people live in pigsty alley. Right. <laughs> and then like uh, like at the beginning, um, the police office, it's like Crime Busters or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see the Crime Busters sign and then you see the chief of police being thrown into the Crime Busters sign. Right. Yeah. The Crime Busters sign collapses just to show you, oh yeah, the mob runs this town. <laughs> yeah. I also love that Apparently, three months rent was only ninety dollars. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. back in nineteen forty. I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah. that's that's rent I can get behind. Right. Yeah, damn, thirty dollar rent. Shit. Well, um, we we touched briefly on the success of this movie, but keep going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw something change. I didn't know if we were still recording. Um, so this movie had an estimated budget of twenty million dollars and had a gross of ninety four point seven million dollars. So that is like. So this movie had a estimated budget of twenty million dollars and had a gross of ninety four point seven million dollars, which is like huge, um, but also was very critically successful. Has a seven point eight on IMDb, has a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and an audience score of eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I would agree with all of that. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, and I'm I'm it's pleasing to know that it was made on like a small budget and then like had just amazing return on it. You know. Uh, there's a lot of CGI in this movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It seems like there's more than twenty million dollars of CGI. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, it's not the best CGI, but yeah, no, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely like yeah, it works to the movie's benefit. Like the way that this movie is like set up, the aesthetic of it, like all like the cheesiness of it, yeah. like, of the CGI, like it all just fits really I'm, well. I'm not bothered by the CGI. Like I think the, those. Oh no, no, like, no it, it, it works like perfectly really like the with the movie. Scenes are like, so it, good. it fits the aesthetic. Yep. And yeah. it fits like everything that this movie is trying to be. Yeah. It's like a it's like a live action cartoon and so therefore it works. Like when uh, uh, the landlord gets all beat up by by the landlady because he's like smoothing all the ladies. Oh, yeah. He's just perving on like yeah, the he's women. He's like, like yeah, he's like the friendliest sexual harasser. Yeah. He's just, just like everyone loves him. He's like so lovely. Just casual like, sexual ah, yeah. harassment. Oh, <laughs> and she just beats the shit out of him and like throws him out of a window and then like drops a pot on his head yeah. and like that whole CGI of like the pot hitting him and everything. I'm like oh man, that is blatant and obvious, but yeah. so great. The flower is just sitting perfectly on top yep. of his head still and yep. like, yeah. poking him with a stick and he's like go yeah, away yeah. then he, the the x game comes and like he like looks up to see what's going on and he's like no yeah, he he's like, like buries oh, his head yeah. <laughs> well yeah like yeah in that one part when he's like walking through like being a lech he's just like being a pervy perv yeah. and it's like tricks uh like the ugly girl into yeah. like kissing him he's just like god he's just such a lovable guy <laughs> but he's just like so pervy so pervy <sighs> uh, did you know that the homeless guy that's trying to sell the kung fu manuals? That's the like the guy who coordinated all the martial arts scenes. Yen, oh, really? Yen, oh, wow. Yen Mo Ping, and huh. he also did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and I think like those Charlie's Angels movies. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, what an appropriate role for him to play. <laughs> it's so cool that he's like the coordinator, but he doesn't fight at all in the movie. All he does is <laughs> the homeless guy, the homeless guy yeah. selling <laughs> kung fu manuals. <laughs> so he's kind of like a kung fu coordinator in that regard. A kung fu yeah, coordinator. Sure. Yeah, that's a role. A kung fu coordinator. Kung fu coordinator. <laughs> I also love like the uh, like going to the end when they're like when he's like revealed to be the one and uh, like the beast turns into like this like frog mode mm -hmm. thing and he's like literally like takes on the physical attributes of a frog like his throat is just like bulging out and he's like 
like what's croaking that's mm-hmm. the word right uh and then when he like blasts him up into the air before he does like the buddha's palm and he like flips up and like just like steps on a yes. hawk yeah. <laughs> i read that in too i read that like a yeah. kicking off of the eagle yeah. <laughs> that's, that sound is such a great sound <laughs> uh, i love how uh, the landlord landlady are like oh the toad art form of the yeah. of whatever whatever house yeah. well, well they also know every kung fu form yeah. because right. when the three masters in the original fight are fighting like oh the iron fist style of this school mm-hmm. oh the like staff fighting the octagon of this staff school. yeah <laughs> whatever kick fighting of this school yeah. I, I love that i love it when they spar like the the, the three kung fu masters yeah. spar before yeah. they get kicked out and then they're like that was great and it's like until we meet again and then like the tanner like, falls off yeah. <laughs> yeah that's like a like a thing that happens a lot i feel in like asian movies and like japanese like anime it happens a lot like it's like everyone is like so like proficiently like amazing fighters like which takes all of this coordination and skill but then it's like oh like they're, they're just like so clumsy like it's like they like turn it off and on mm-hmm. like yeah it, that happens like so much in like anime like where it's like Oh yeah, like this character is such a badass, but it's like he'll just like fall over his own shadow, or right? Like, like their shoes are tied or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I've noticed that too, Craig. And I wonder, like, because it's it's funny to me, but not like warrants it being repeated in every single you know movie and cartoon I've seen. That it must it might be like a cultural thing where it's just a home run for like people in that where it's like oh someone that's like should be really graceful and stuff is like really clumsy it's like ah that's hilarious yeah well i feel in another one of those things that i feel like i see a lot in like asian movies and like cartoons and things like that is the like the good guy like winning over the bad guy like through like a merciful act yeah it's kind of like superior power because at the end of this one he's like what style was that and he says i can teach it to you if you want to learn yeah but it's like, yeah, because he like he totally could have just like killed him and mm-hmm. just been done with it. But he was like, ends up, yeah, being like enlightened. Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, being the next Buddha. And <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more like in, in that regard. It's like it's like it's almost as if there's a lot more respect for life, you know? In yeah. That, where it's like, I because of these teachings and everything, like yeah, I could destroy you right now, but I'd rather teach you and let's live in harmony type of thing, you know? And. uh if this was like Western in any way, it would just be like the guy would just be blown mm-hmm. up to bits. Oh know? yeah, <laughs> because Rambo, man, you know, uh, <laughs> gotta get your revenge. Well, this is like because uh, he spares him at the end because he's doing the same thing he did to the landlord and the landlady, where he like pretends like he's um, like uh, surrendering, yeah. right. but then he like stabs with right. this like hidden weapon. Those like flower stick it, things. In, in the original fight, they have this giant bell yeah. that they <laughs> yeah. brought. And they smack the top of it, and after he hit him with the, like, lion's roar through the megaphone, they're about to do it point blank. He's like, no, 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 yeah. I didn't know you could do it like that. <laughs> and he, but then he stabs them, and they, like, make their escape. But then after he gets hit with the Buddha's palm from, like, a thousand feet in the air, he he strikes the Buddha's palm just, like, five feet away from him, but, like, just to the side. Yeah. Where right. if he had done this, like, an inch over, he would have killed him. Yeah. yeah. And then he just drops the thing he was going to stab the guy with. And it's like, Ooh. no, he takes he it takes from it. him and oh, then yeah. pulls he out the needle, pulls the needle and then, and then and like spins it yes. and it goes flying yes, away. You're right, you're right. And then does it end up, does it, does it the mute girl catch it? Flower. No, it, yeah, it transitions into like yeah. real flowers. Oh, okay. It turns into them. an actual flower that floats down to the mute girl. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> ah, so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah, even like yeah, like the palm thing, like when he like blasts through the building, like yeah. that shot was just so cool. Oh, that was great. <laughs> and like how like the the outline of the palm is like in the building. Yeah. Just, like, yeah, cut through. 
It's really um, cool. I'm really sad that the Cooley died the way he died. Yeah, where he just like like just walking and then yeah. like he just like sneak attack like gets his head chopped off. Yeah, because like, oh. the the guys who fight with the musical instrument it shoots out like blades and like phantom forces and, and like and stuff fists yeah. and like and at one point like phantom like zombies with yeah. swords and everything come out of that it. That was a really cool weapon. Yeah, really yeah. They they do like a similar thing at Scott Pilgrim. Do you remember? Like the bands do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I was so mad when I saw that. I was like, <laughs> obviously. Go Edgar Wright. How dare you, Edgar Wright? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, that kind of wraps up my notes. Uh, do you guys got something? I got uh, two quick little things. One is that they uh, kind of quote Spider-Man in this movie. Yeah. They say in great power oh, yeah. lies great responsibility. Mm-hmm. I was I was hoping for them to be like, thanks Spider-Man or something like yeah. that. Yeah, just a direct. <laughs> But my one other thing is that in an article, uh, in an article, oh, <laughs> I love articles. <laughs> in, in an interview with GQ magazine, Bill Murray said about this movie that it is the supreme achievement of the modern age in terms of comedy, and that there should have been a day of mourning for American comedy the day this movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is beloved by Bill Murray. That's 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 an amazing poll quote for this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, well deserved too. I like can't stress it enough. I, this is just a really well-rounded comedy, and like personally, I think that this definitely surpasses my pick because like I feel like Super Troopers is like a little bit too nichey for this. I think Kung Fu Hustle is just much more approachable and like just really entertaining throughout. Um, in my personal opinion, uh, what I like that's similar <laughs> to Super Troopers is like the like ensemble cast of like the main guy and all the friends mm-hmm. like Stephen Chow like just has all of his friends in all of his movies like uh his uh bone the chubby sidekick guy uh the guy with the glasses that advises the axe leader gang I think the axe leader gang is in other movies the guy with the glasses that beats him up on the trolley <laughs> I love that. yeah yeah that, that was great. hilarious we even talk about that sequence where they're trying to pick on the guy with the glasses he just starts smashing their yeah. heads yeah. against the seat <laughs> I look good at these glasses yeah, yeah. they're perfect these for clerks the yeah. for a clerk <laughs> I think look great um, I like the reference to The Shining. That part's really cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was so yeah. When he's yeah. going into the prison and just a door opens up and it's just blood. A wave of blood. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Craig. Yep. Craig. Notes. Got notes. Um, yeah, I mean... I've been kind of winging it because my oh, my notes. my notes didn't sync. Like I was I was typing them, and usually Google Keep is pretty good about that. But for some reason, they didn't sync for. I like literally just came from watching this movie though, so oh. yeah, it, it, it's pretty fresh in my mind. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it, yeah, it like it, I can like you said, it's just amazing. It's a fantastic movie. I love the hell out of it. All right, well, Kung Fu Hustle, guys. If you haven't watched it already, go watch it. Wait, I have one more thing oh. that is really little, but I really love it. Um, so one of the critiques that I read about the movie is that there's not that much character development, which I think is crazy. Um, I mean, if anything, it's like comp- it's like rapid character development. Yeah, it's, it's really well, good. I feel like for like the kind of like the one thing was kind of like, all right, here it is. And it's like, but like when it happens, it just happens really quickly. But throughout well, the movie, like they're hinting at it. So yeah. it's not well, like that one happens very quickly, but I think there's a, really good character development for landlord and landlady yeah. oh yeah because they start out as just these like kind of real mean people who just like run this slum and everything and then when it's revealed that they are kung fu masters they have like a real rev- revelatory thing talking about like oh we swore we'd never fight again mm-hmm. because of what happened to our son and there really is character development going on there. yeah um, agreed 
Yeah, what they they say something about revenge. What do they say? Revenge is like they talk about how it's like real. It can get like yeah. real out of control, which oh, is what happened. When you set like, out on a journey like, for yeah. revenge, dig two graves. That's not um, <laughs> but like, I really like. There's a part where Sing is like really upset at Bo, and I can't remember. I just watched this the other day, but they like it. They separate at one point. Sing and his sidekicks get separated. So it's right after they. Well, rob, it's right. It's right, right after they rob the mute girl. Yeah. Um. Well, cause yeah, cause like yeah, he, it's like he realizes who it's she he, is. yeah who she is, yeah. and then he like smacks the lollipop out of her hand, yeah, and then like runs away, and then like uh, Bone starts chasing after him, and, he's and like, he's yeah, just, he's like, get away, you're dragging me down. So yeah, he's like trying to like kick, like basically separate himself from Bone, and Bone is like still like almost coming after him like a puppy, like a wounded puppy, and Stephen Child's like, what are you doing? And he like holds out the the bottle of Ramune. And then when Stephen Chow takes it, then he leaves. And I was like, oh, that part's so sad. Uh, <laughs> he just wanted to give you the soda and then leave. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, now I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, that wraps up our review of Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, we enjoyed it. So should you, goddammit. Um, <laughs> and on to, I guess, any corrections and remissions that we have from... Emissions. Emissions. Ear emissions. <laughs> um, I don't... Last movie. From Black Dynamite? From Black Dynamite. Uh, well, no. Black Dynamite. Dynamite. I'd love for them to do another Black Dynamite. Dynamite. Well, there's the would... Adult Swim cartoon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I should get in on that. Get, get my fill. I, like I saw like a gif the other day, and it's like Black Dynamite, and he's like literally like humping, like but it's like a boat. So he's like rowing, but he's like going across the water like a boat, but he's just like humping the water, and he's just like <laughs> flying across the water <laughs> in this very visual thing that no one can see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> Only Black Dynamite can hump across a lake. <laughs> um, all right, well, uh, I guess we'll go into any kind of um, suggestions. <laughs> oh, recommendations. 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 Words, yes. Recommendations. Sorry. Probably my fault. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. Um, recommendations for this week. Uh, what do you guys got? Anything? Anything at all? Uh, you um, Stitcher Premium subscribers, uh, there's a brilliant podcast called the Seth Morris Radio Project. Dang it, that was mine! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a three-part thing. It's like morning, afternoon, and night, and each one is just a guy like driving around in his car, like shifting through the radio stations, and it's all just improvisers like Seth Morris and his friends doing what you hear on the radio it's brilliant yeah it makes fun of npr very 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 well oh the the, the thing with the story of the sound man yeah is just one of the best things i've ever heard like it could be an npr like special yeah, oh, yeah. story <laughs> definitely uh i will recommend okja um, i was gonna recommend okja <laughs> craig, craig and i have the same We're brain <laughs> damn it uh, yeah, it is on Netflix. It is adorifying, as the yeah. word that I would just use to describe it. Good word. Um, and yeah, like, God, I don't know if I want to eat meat anymore. But so <laughs> so um, yeah, it's 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 a fantastic movie. Yep, um, I've heard I've heard good things from Julie. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen it twice already. Um, well, in addition to Okja. Okay, so listen, it's about like a super pig, but it really it looks like a hippo and hippos are by far my favorite animal and it's just uh, so good. Um, let's see. I also recently watched a Korean movie called Sunny. It's like a like a coming of age movie about like high school girls in Korea and it's really really good. I, um I wish that there were more like 
girl coming of age stories. Like it's kind of like a now and then. Have any of you seen now and then? I have not. Mm-mm. Oh. What? We should do like a girl coming of age block. Let's do it. We should. All right. Down. I, yeah. I know of um, a movie I haven't seen that I think will work for that. Oh. Uh, so Sunny, Korean movie, um, Okja. And I've also been listening to a podcast about pencils called The Erasable Podcast. <laughs> Guys, she outnerds us. I've been listening to a podcast about pencils. And I also am reading Hunger, which is the newest book by Roxanne Gay. It's a memoir. And she's actually going to be at the Tired Cover on Friday, the 14th, Tired Cover Colfax. So if you want to meet me, I'll be there. I have purple hair. (laughs) Um, I was going to recommend something. (laughs) Okja? And then I totally spaced it. And I... I uh, I uh, forgot what I was going to recommend, so I'm going to um, I'm going to anti recommend. We haven't done one of those in a bit. Yeah, you've oh. only done that once before. It was just once, one one time. I I did not recommend something, and so I'm going to not recommend um, paying attention to news online. Don't do it. Yeah. And uh, if you have the urge to comment on someone, just fucking don't. I don't recommend doing yeah. any of those things. Uh, I, would, I would say anytime you're interested in like going into a comment section and saying something, just don't. Yeah, <laughs> just, just don't. Just don't do it because no one's going to listen to you and they're just going to pick a fight with you. Um, yeah, that's my anti-recommendation for this week is don't read the comments. our world. <laughs> Actually, I think my superpower might be not winning internet arguments per se, but like quelling them. Oh, yeah. But it's never been any- about anything political necessarily. Uh, I, I can tell you guys about them off off the air, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it totally happened. Well, just yeah, let's just start another podcast, <laughs> just based only on internet arguments, like, <laughs> and how to there win them. <laughs> uh, that'll be good. Um, yeah, and uh, I guess you know what? I'll throw in a little bit of recommendation. Uh, I finally got into Adventure Zone. I know um, I think Craig is the first one to recommend it, and he got Colin into it, and then I finally jumped on board and. That? It is so much fun. It's a D&D podcast. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, it's the most wholesome podcast I've listened to because it's the it's the three brothers and their dad doing oh. D- yeah, yeah, D&D. Yeah. D&D. And, and I'm the only one who's current on it. I'm the only one who's like just blasted my way through to like get yeah, to you where... Yeah, you don't sleep and all you do is listen to podcasts. To where yes. they are currently, but wow, the most... Wow, so impressive. Wow. The wow. most recent episode of The Adventure Zone is some of the greatest storytelling I have ever heard. Really? It's the way that he constructs this campaign and the narrative and the way the whole thing comes together at at one of what is the suit, like, penultimate episodes. Like, there's only, like, a couple left, but the way he pulled this thing together is incredible. Wow. I'm looking forward to it. I'm in, like, the the 11th hour one where they're, like, stuck in the time loop. Yes. That's pretty fun. That's a good arc. (laughs) Uh, I'm in the beginning. Uh, Anyways... Uh, before we go much longer, uh, gonna close this out and uh, thank you for listening. And uh, that you can contact. I want you to watch this on Twitter at i w y t w t. And uh, Julie's smiling at me and really <laughs> me. Uh, and if you'd like to contact on this, uh, on us on that and be a guest, uh, please feel free. That'd be great to have more guests uh, to guests on our guest episodes full of guests we, um, we don't know yeah yeah i need friends um can, speaking of which please follow me on twitter at the ducks <laughs> i am at colin lunch i am at catharticus um i think i'm at miss julie fan like ms 
Oh, not, okay. Not M-I-S-S. You're our, you're our very own Miss Jude and Diane, then. <laughs> Never mind. No, we'll explain to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash I-W-Y-T-W-T. Uh, and on SoundCloud, where we upload all of our tracks. You can find all of our episodes on soundcloud.com forward slash I-W-Y-T-W-T. And uh, actually, anywhere that you find podcasts, you can find our podcasts. Stitcher.com, iTunes, um, Smoke Signals, as we mentioned last week. Yeah, yeah. Smoke Signals, I, I did figure out the financing of the Skywriting, so we're available in Skywriting nice. now. Nice. 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 That's going to be annoying, but... Yeah, we're available via Morris Code. Yep. <laughs> hey, anyway, we can get it to you guys. That's, that's really our mission. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening, and join us next week when we review Dr. Strangelove. Or how I learned to stop worrying.